War never changes. Remember, no Russian. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? If I'm to choose between a greater and lesser evil, I'd rather not choose at all. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. Hello, how's everyone tonight? Welcome to Let's Talk Video Games. I'm Walter Nunez and I'm the host for this show. And damn, it's it's kind of cold, isn't it? It's um, getting colder and colder. And especially here, in my house is a really cold one, so I have to be covered by several blankets. I'm actually covered right now with a blanket because... I'm freezing, I'm freezing, but um, we got some interesting things to talk about today because we are going to talk about Marvel's Spider-Man remaster for PlayStation 5, which um, it's kind of weird because the game is like two years old, but uh, I mean, we got some nice stuff for uh, the PlayStation 5 version and some not so nice stuff. Um, we'll also be talking about the Crown Tundra. Pokemon DLC, which um, is the last expansion pack um, for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we got new Pokemon announced, and we'll we'll see which Pokemon we are getting back from older generations. We'll also be talking about the new fighter for Super Smash Bros, which was announced this week and was kind of hated on one side, other people loved it, but what we can all agree on is it's fucking um it was a fucking surprise nobody was expecting that and um lastly we'll be talking about um CD project red uh doing crunching for cyberpunk 2077 they say they um they said they wouldn't and they have so um they are kind of in a mediatic uh problematic situation so um, we'll be discussing that a little bit um, later on. So uh, that that's all we'll be talking about today. It's uh, four main topics that I think um, summarize pretty pretty nicely what happened this week. So without further ado, let's let's begin with um, one that I'm very passionate about, and that's uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Remaster for PlayStation Five. I mean, um, okay, um, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero since I was a little kid. I loved it. I love how he's so, uh, I mean, even though he has these uh, amazing superpowers, he still is kind of a kid, you know, he's, he's, um, he's funny and he feels quite human, you know, not, not as, um, you know, far from reality as other superheroes, at least in my mind, like, uh, I don't know, Superman or even Batman, I don't know, I, I really find myself kind of um, uh, feeling related to, uh, you know, I don't know, Spider-Man is relatable, that's what I'm trying to say, so uh, I like Spider-Man, I loved the the original Marvel Spider-Man game for PlayStation 4, and I was quite happy when I, um, uh, when I heard the news that there's going to be an enhanced version of that game for PlayStation 5. Now, um, the problem, the problem is that 
if you have the original game, the PlayStation 4 game, either on your um, digital library or you bought the physical game, you will not be able to get these enhancements. You will probably be able to play the game on PlayStation 5, but it's going to be the exact same thing on uh, that was on PlayStation 4. So if you want to get these enhancements, you will need to buy the game again, but not for the uh, full price. If you buy Miles Morales, um, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales, you can get um, the enhanced version of Marvel Spider-Man for $20. So, I mean, it's not a... Huh. I'm not happy about that, but I know um, the amount of uh, work you have to put on doing this kind of um, added features for the game. So... I am not happy, but uh, I kind of understand it. So, what uh, what are we going to get with this enhanced version? What is it going to change uh, from the original PlayStation 4 version? Well, the first thing, obviously, is ray tracing. And I mean, obviously, because that's one of the main selling points for the next generation of consoles, the, uh, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Ray tracing is pretty much... Um, I could go like really into detail, but like in summary, it's it's like uh, the way light reacts uh, when when touching things, when reflecting on things. You know, in in real life, uh, light reacts differently depending on the the material uh, things are are uh, made of, or uh, how the light, like the angle of the light the intensity of the light, even the coloring of the light, all of these factors combined um, generate what we see in real life as lightning. So um, they are trying to emulate that on the next generation of consoles. And obviously this is this is not as easy as, you know, like clicking, do ray tracing. It's uh, a bit more, uh, a lot more harder than that. But uh, it's... It's one of the main selling points, so it was obvious that it that it was um was one of the enhancements to be done. The other thing is that we will be able to play on sixty frames per second, which is pretty good too, pretty interesting. And um, they uh, also added a new Spider-Man suit that it's based on the suit uh, used on the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the ones with uh, Andrew Garfield, the two movies. So that's pretty cool, and that will only be available on the PlayStation 5 version. Well, okay, um, there is there's another change made, and I am not happy about that. They changed the whole face uh, model for Peter Parker. Um, if you play the game, or... Uh, well, it doesn't really matter if you play the game. Just imagine, it has one face, the main character has one face. And in this two-year remaster, we got another face completely different. It's not like, like a remastering of the of the face, you know. It's a completely different model. It's a different person uh, that they use the 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 face of. So, um, I, I I don't like it. Not because I, okay, I don't like it because of two main reasons. The first one because I like the original one, and I don't think it should be. Uh, changed. I mean, it's 
is the original work. You didn't did a proper remaster. It's the same game with added features. You shouldn't be changing that thing that's so important. It's the it's the face of the main character. And I don't like it because he looks super young. He looks super inexperienced. And while that uh, shouldn't be an issue generally, for example, um, in the movies, Tom Holland. Tom Holland looks super young, but it, it makes sense because the Spider-Man of, um, of Tom Holland is in high school. However, Spider-Man or Peter Parker in this, uh, in this game has been uh, Spider-Man for 10 years. If he started on high school, let's say the very first year of high school, he's at least 25, 26 years old. I mean, he's not like super mature, but, but he is, he has been, uh, you know, through so, some shit. And you can see that, especially in the, in the expressions, in the lines of, of his face. Um, if you see a side-to-side -side comparison, you will notice that the original model has a lot of lines on the cheeks, on the forehead, or bags under his eyes. And that's really important because just try to figure being, uh, being Spider-Man for 10 years. You have to be Peter Parker and Spider-Man at the same time. So you have a job or we're studying for some time, you have a girlfriend, you kind of have friends, you help your Aunt May, and at nights, uh, usually you are Spider-Man. So you're not getting a lot of sleep, you are doing a lot of physical work, and you are in a lot of stress. And if your face is not showing that, there's a problem with that. And I think that's the main issue with the new face of Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Because he looks so young and so inexperienced that he looks like a high school uh, student. And, well, again, there's nothing wrong about being a high school Spider-Man. It just doesn't fit the story that Marvel Spider-Man is trying to sell. He looks so jovial, you know? So, uh, not stressed. Something that, again, doesn't just doesn't add up. And... Um, I don't know. I, I think um I don't think I'm overreacting. You you can see the comparison uh for yourselves. And uh IGN has a really good uh side uh side to side comparison. It looks weird. It looks weird. And the reason they made this change is because the new model, um Ben Jordan, it's the name of the of the person who gives his face uh to the new Peter Parker has uh, features like bone structure closer to what was um, uh, what the actor for uh, Peter Parker has. So you can emulate expressions in a much better way, uh, having a, a similar structure on your model. I understand that. And I looked uh, for Ben Jordan on Instagram and photos and he's not a high school um, person, you know, a student. He looks like a like a kind of uh, young adult, but uh, on his maybe early thirties or late twenties. And they just failed uh, to recreate his age on the model. 
So I, I'm, I'm kind of sad and angry and disappointed in that. But um, I mean, I will give it a shot because it's one of my favorite games um, from you know the last few years, and it's going to be weird. But I guess I guess we'll see how how that goes and if that specific face uh, or that those characteristics on that specific model are the ones that are going to just stick. You know, maybe maybe they change a bit when they the the game is released. Who knows? But um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the ranting. Um, let's talk about the Crown Tundra, the DLC for Pokemon, and this is the last DLC. That's going to be the last DLC expansion coming uh, to Pokemon, which, um, you know, generated a whole debate uh, a few months ago when it was originally uh, announced because Pokemon never had paid DLCs. And, you know, a lot of controversy was uh, revolving around that. That's a thing of the past because, you know, the, the first expansion was already released it was a success and now we're getting the crown tundra uh and there are a few things that are going to be added a few um features for the game that are going to be interesting so um the very first thing the most important thing is that we are getting new pokemon we are getting calyrex regileki and Reggie Drago, Drago, I'm not sure how that is pronounced, which appear to be new legendary Pokemon. And there is also going to be Galarian variants of known Pokemon. So we are getting Galarian Sabdos, Moltres, Articuno, and Slowking. And the design of all of them are freaking amazing. My personal favorite is Articuno, the Galarian Articuno. He just looks so fancy and classy. The colors are super well blended. He looks great. And, um, well, I talked about, uh, you know, uh, new features added. So the one that probably caught my attention was the Galarian Star Tournament, in which you will battle in uh, multi-battles alongside some of the trainers you met in Galar. Uh, it is something like the tournament in Pokemon Black and White 2, which uh, at the time was super attractive and a lot of people, a lot of players have been asking for. So um, that's pretty nice. There are also going to be Dynamax adventures on the Pokemon Dance. You will need to team up with three other players and you'll explore then uh, where Dynamax Pokemon lures. However, this time you will need to use rental Pokemon, so your super well-trained uh, Pokemon are not going to be allowed here. If you win, you can continue endlessly capturing Pokemon, and if you lose, you are ejected from the den. And there is something important about the dens, because you will be able to find legendary Pokemon that apparently will be only obtainable that way. And... Which legendary Pokemon? Uh, we are not sure yet, but uh, all of the legendary Pokemon that have been released during the lifetime of Pokemon are going to be obtainable in uh, in the Crown Tundra. This means almost every Pokemon, legendary Pokemon you can imagine, but there's a lot of misconception on whether a Pokemon is a legendary or not. 
Uh, for example, some people say Mew is a legendary Pokemon, but it actually is considered and classified as a mythical Pokemon. It's kind of kind of weird if you are um, not like super into the Pokemon um, community. So I, I'm just going to tell you which mythical Pokemon are uh, like super famous, and those mythical Pokemon, every single mythical Pokemon, is not available or is not obtainable in in the Crown Tundra. So. Mew is not uh is not going to be in the Crown Tundra. Celebi, Manaphy, Deoxys, Hirachi, Shaman, Genesect, Keldeo, Arceus, that it's actually pronounced Arceus, Arceus, I think, something like that. I always mess up the pronunciation. And, you know, there's a full list of that. You can just uh, look for it on Google as, you know, mythical Pokemon. And... My favorite is not also uh, available. My favorite is Darkrai. And I hate that nobody gives love to Darkrai. I don't know why. He's super cool. He's like a misunderstood hero on the movies. And his design is sick. And I don't know. Like I don't know why nobody loves him. Maybe he's just too dark. Uh, hope I don't know. I hope there is a, a way to get him later on. And yeah, there's a lot of other Pokemon that are not legendary that are coming to Galar, but the list is just too big. You can just search for that. Um, the important Pokemon, I guess, are, uh, at least for me, Garchomp, Metagross, and Electivire. That's pretty much everything that matters to me. And yeah, uh, the release date for this DLC is going to be October 22nd, so uh, expect that. If you haven't bought, uh, if you haven't uh, bought the the game, the Sword and Shield game, there's going to be also a version that contains all of the expansions, both of them. However, the price is the same as if you bought Sword and Shield and then you bought the the expansion. So there's not really like a cheaper version um, because you know Nintendo is greedy. Nah, nah, that's fine. You know, that's okay. And um, talking about Nintendo, we got the new fighter for Super Smash, which, you know, for the last few days, everybody was, like, expecting uh, what the new fighter was going to be, and people started guessing. But I don't think, like, anybody at all expected Minecraft to join the roster of Super Smash. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, you heard that shit right. It's uh, four Minecraft characters joining Mario and his friends on the Super Smash, uh, on the Super Smash edition. It's uh, Steve, Alex, the zombie, and Enderman, uh, the ones that were presented. They showed, like, you know, this trailer slash sneak peek of the abilities that they will have, and honestly, some of them are super interesting. Uh, some of them are the ability to upgrade a sword mid-fight, uh, creating several building blocks in the in the platform, TNT, and, you know, some other stuff. But the first two are key. The sword upgrade might be something that maybe just lasts a few seconds, but it can't help a lot. It can help a lot, especially in the last stages of a fight when both fighters have a lot of damage on them. And the other one, the building blocks... It's interesting because of two th two reasons. The first one is because it's 
it, it probably was very hard to code. And the second one it is because it kind of looks pretty overpowered. If you master that ability, I can see it being a game changer. Imagine you're thrown out of the platform and you're trying to get back. But there's Steve, uh, in the, you know, at the edge of the platform and he starts building Minecraft blocks. So you can't reach the edge of the platform because there are blocks in them and the edge is, you know, higher up. And that's the end of you. Uh, I think we still need to know more about how those abilities are going to work exactly, but they look pretty fun. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's Minecraft on Super Smash for you. I kind of liked it, to be honest, because Smash is now becoming kind of a, a museum of famous video games. And, you know, having Snake, having uh, Banjo, and having Mario, now having Minecraft all together in a fighting game, it's it's really something. It's something interesting. It's like what Mortal Kombat is doing with um, the horror genre uh, also in fighting games. So interesting to see, quite interesting to see. Uh, I just want to know if these are going to be four different characters or they're going to be like colors for a main Minecraft character, you know? So uh, I guess we'll see about, we'll see if that works or not, how it's going to work in the next weeks uh, when they when they announced how, how, how the Minecraft addition to Super Smash is going to work. And um, we've made it to the, to the last piece of, of information we're going to be discussing. And if you have been listening to some of the episodes of this podcast, you may have noticed that I've talked a lot about Cyberpunk 2077. This game by CD Projekt Red is looking so good that I think it's really something to look out for. It could be the game of the year. However, even uh, if I'm so excited for the game and I like to talk about the good things of both Cyberpunk 2077 and CD Projekt Red, I'm obliged to talk about the not-so-good stuff. And this time is crunching. If you are not familiar with what crunching means, is it's very simple. It's uh, working a lot of extra hours, especially when close to release, in order to meet the date requirements. You get paid those extra hours, and CD Projekt Red even takes the 10% of all earnings and divides it with the team. You know, all earnings the first year. Um... So why is it a bad thing? Well, because this time is mandatory. Um, there's no escape if you are working as a developer in CD Projekt Red from working six days a week during the next six weeks. Uh, and there are obviously two clear postures uh, regarding this whole CD Projekt Red thing. Some say CD Projekt Red is doing things wrong um, because crunching is bad and they are doing... You know, they are um, making people do do this crunching whether they like it or not. And some say that, you know, yeah, they are crunching, but they are getting, you know, those hours are paid. And they also have these bonus, the 10% bonus I just talked about. Uh, I think that the, the discussion is very light and dark, but um, I don't think it's that easy. 
I'm a, I'm a software developer and I've worked on several software related projects. And let me tell you something. They are very fucking hard to estimate. Like for real. You may estimate that you will take, I don't know, 18 weeks to finish a certain project. But as you work on it, you will notice that there are bugs and errors. And some stuff is way more complicated than what you originally expected. And also, um, you know, most of the time, just the requirements change. So, yeah, I mean, the original project. Uh, how do I say this? Okay. Um, well, the first two having bugs and uh, stuff being more complicated than what you expected is the developer's fault, so to speak. Um, the the changes on on the requirements is not it's not their fault, you know. Especially when working with a client, but when you're working on a project of your own, it's still not your fault. You are just uh, noticing that you can do things better, and. When you are changing these things, you need to change features. And sometimes they just take way much more time than what the other feature, the original feature, was going to take you. And I think that's the problem that CD Projekt Red is, um, you know, is uh, facing right now. And there are two ways to work around this. Because you can do... Uh, you can like uh, not do these changes that could make the product a better one and, you know, go on with the the originally planned release date or you can just push the release date. That's what, um, you know, people usually, usually do. The thing is, CD Projekt Red and in general, the game development um, industry can't do that that much. You know, there's, they are expected to release the game on the date they said they were going to release the date. Even if it's not explicit, they know that they can't push the date further, you know? It's not it's not a viable thing. What happens? If you can't push the, push the date, uh, you only have one option that's, you know, not doing this, this stuff that was going to make the product better. So... You may launch it with less features that you would like to, or maybe you are just going to launch it with a lot of bugs. That's uh, probably what happened with um, Assassin's Creed Unity, for instance. So, um, given that problem, there's, you know, this third option that's generated, and it's crunching. In the last few weeks, you just work your ass off you know, uh, more than you were uh, before in order to get to the release date. Is it a bad thing? Yes. Yes, I 100% I think so. Is it common? Hell yeah. Uh, I've done it a lot of times. Probably most of my uh, software development projects have some kind of crunching at some time. Maybe not on the final release date, but maybe, you know, on some iteration of it. Uh, when you're trying to, to show the client something. Um, again, I am not saying that's okay just because it happens. But it happens. And uh, the changes in the, in the software development industry are not going to happen in 24 hours. I have a teacher who, who was uh, really, you know, uh, 
I'm not going to say uh, like having this ideal uh, view of the world, but he knows that uh, we were as students the future of the of the software engineering uh, and software development industry and the things we we do, how we estimate things, how we manage our software projects are going to affect the whole industry. Obviously, depending on, you know, where you are uh, positioned on, on, on the development, uh, let's say, ladder. But again, even, even if we do it, we're a small percentage of the whole software developers uh, that know how to do, you know, how to do shit. And um, in order to have a real change, we're going to probably need several generations, maybe two i'll say two maybe two real generations uh that change how how things are, are done and um so i i really can't ask cd project red to not do crunching but i am not really happy with the mandatory thing i understand it but i i am not i i don't think that's good i don't think that's right you i mean it could be right if everyone is on board, but according to um, a statement made by uh, uh, CD Projekt Red, his, they said uh, most of the team gets that crunching is needed, and uh, that means not everyone, and unless they are having uh, since the beginning, and everybody knows that, uh, you know, when, when working there, uh, like a democratic thing it's wrong you know um you shouldn't be forcing people to do so to do to, you know to do the crunching i get it you can't just you know get this outside developer for six weeks and trying to uh solve all the bugs from the game because it probably take like four weeks at least uh for him to understand what the hell is going on with the code so I, I I get it. I don't think it's good that they the, the crunching is mandatory unless everyone you know agreed to the democratic thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's very easy to portrait uh, someone as or some company as good or as bad. I'm not seeing that usually people, companies uh, are kind of in the middle. You know, a lot of them. So, uh, well, I love City Project Red, and I think they're a great development company. They've created some really beautiful games. I think they've done wrong here. They they missed the software engineering part, the estimation part, and they are paying for that. Uh, but then again, they are not like you know the you know the the villains of the story. They just messed up. So I, I think we should take that into account when, when giving out an opinion on on everything, on games, on uh, companies, on people, on everyone, you know? Um, but yeah, <laughs> and, and that will be all for today, yes. Uh, thank you all for, for tuning in tonight. Thing was fun, a lot of uh, ranting from my board, and uh, I don't know, but I think it was good i think it was a good episode uh, i hope you liked it and i'll be uh you know again releasing another uh v 
video IR. Fuck. And again, I'll be I'll be releasing a new episode next Friday, and probably on Monday or Tuesday, depends on you know uh, uh, how busy I am. I'll probably do a review for Star Wars Squadrons, which is a new game that looks pretty neat. Haven't uh, had the opportunity to to check it out yet, uh, but you know I'll I'll let you know how the how the game how the game is. You know if it's worth it or not. So, um, you know, until then, stay safe. Cheers.